Greetings and hello. This is Pastor Luke, and we are in Kingdom Connections. We are making connections between the Kingdom of God and how those things within the Kingdom apply to our lives and how we can live them out. We are here to bring down the culture of God's Kingdom and to make the culture of God's Kingdom a reality here on Earth. Is it difficult? Yeah, of course it is, because we are met with resistance. But will we prevail? Will we succeed? Will we be victorious? Of course, because it says in God's word that we are already victorious. And we're living out the current steps that lead to that victory. We just have to maintain and sustain Today, I thought about what's happening right now currently where I am in Rochester, New York, in New York State, in the United States. We just had Memorial Day. Now we're entering into what is known as Pride Month. And it made me think about what people are aligned with and what people are connected to and in what they have their allegiance to. So it made me think about the word allegiance. And the topic is allegiance to God. So as a school teacher, every single morning with my seventh graders, we say the Pledge of Allegiance. And the Pledge of Allegiance says this. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We say it, we speak through it, we just okay, we're done with that thing. But have you ever thought what it means? Have you ever broken down word by word, line by line? Because the first line, it says, I pledge allegiance. If you're making a pledge, you're making a public declaration. You're opening your mouth and you are aligning to what is going to happen after that first sentence. I pledge allegiance to all these things are listed. So when we say this pledge, we pledge allegiance to the country's flag. Not not just the banner that it waves, that, that waves in the air, not just a piece of cloth or the piece of paper or whatever it's made out of, but what that flag represents. So that flag represents the United States of America. So you're not necessarily pledging allegiance to the actual flag, but what the flag represents. The flag represents the United States of America. So as you said a pledge, you we pledge allegiance to the flag that represents the United States of America, the country in which one lives. And then it says one nation, a unified nation. You have divided states, states that all have their own governments and policies and things like that. But there's there are things that unite us and we call it, of course, the United States of America. So we are one nation founded under God. Indivisible. 
not divided, and with liberty and justice for all. So when we pledge our allegiance to the flag, how do we know this is a good idea? Should we pledge allegiance to the United States? As I talk about this, this is not, I'm not talking negatively about the United States or or not being patriotic because I, I do like the country in which I live. I, I'm blessed to live in the United States. I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. That's not what this is about. This is about us knowing who, what we're talking about and not just saying things just to say things. If we're going to say things, we have to be able to follow through with our actions and our commitment to it. So is it a good idea to pledge allegiance to the flag, the United States of America, under God, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all? Should we do that? How do we know that this is a country in which we should have our allegiance placed in? How do we know that this is a good idea? What is happening in the United States that allows us to want to make that pledge? What is in this pledge itself that gives me the confidence that it's something that I should align myself and commit myself to? When people look at the United States, they think about their alignment with liberty and justice. But what is liberty? Liberty is freedom. Freedom to do what? Most people, freedom to do whatever you want. Is that freedom? Some might argue it's bondage. But liberty is freedom. And the other thing is justice. We love to throw around the word justice. Social justice and equity and justice and justice, justice and the justice for all and justice and justice. What is justice, though? To have justice, it's moral rightness based on ethics. It's moral rightness. It's rationality. It's law. It's natural law. It's equity. When we want justice... People don't really understand what justice means. Justice has its root in morality. Justice has its root in natural law. Justice has its root in rationality. Justice has its root in truth. Liberty and justice are two things that should not change throughout history or based upon a feeling. Your morality doesn't change because you feel like it should change. Your What's natural shouldn't change because you simply don't like it. And you shouldn't force that change on someone else because you think your way is the right way. Justice is what justice is. Moral rightness, based on ethics, rationality, law, natural law, religion. So, when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, we are alleging ourselves to the United States because here, this is a country of freedom where we can say and do what we want. 
But do we really have that freedom to say and do what we want in the United States? Of course not. Of course not. You can only say and do what you want as long as you are a part of the mass agenda. As long as you are a part of what everyone else is doing. Then you have that freedom to say what you want as long as it's in line with what the general outlook is. So when we say that, that's what we think. That's what most of us think. But if we think deeply or deeper about liberty and justice, where does that come from? How do we know what one nation looks like? How do we know what indivisible? What, how do we know what it means to not be divided? How are we even being glued together in the United States? What is keeping us unified? How do we know what liberty and justice really looks like? What is the unifying factor? When you are uniting as one, when you are coming together as one, when you're doing something unified and you don't want there to be any division, you don't want there to be anything that comes between, there has to be a set of laws or a set of something that keeps you unified. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, according to John. Sorry, according to James. We can't be unified if we have so many differences of opinion, so many differences of what is right and wrong. How can you be a united front, a a unified uh, group when there's so many differences, when there can't be agreement? So is the United States really unified? Are we really indivisible? When we are still trying to decide what gender is? When we're still trying to decide what a child needs in education? When we're still trying to decide what the the roles of a man and a woman are? When we're still trying to decide um, there's, there's a long list. I just don't want to <laughs> go too far into it. But, you know, we're still trying to make decisions that have already been decided upon. And we, we are rediscovering things that we don't like and we want to change them and constantly change them and constantly change them. But one thing in this pledge, everyone wants to take out. We want to take out under God, because there's a foundation that doesn't agree with people, with people's behaviors and how people want to live their life. What should be or what was the unifying factor in the United States? God. Now, arguably, some people that some people feel this issue was not founded on Christian principles, but we're going to pretend that it was in its most pure sense. We're going to pretend that the United States was founded purely on the principles of our Lord and Savior. If we, we make a commitment under God and use God as our basis, we can really unite and make progress in, our, in the world. But once we start to open the door 
to other ideas that are contrary to what once unified us, then chaos happens. Then you have internal wars, civil wars. You have death and destruction because we have all these things that are contrary to one another. And then we compromise and then we let anything go. And once you let everything go, you, the, the limits start to be tested. Well, how far can I test this limit? How far can I test this limit? How much can I really stretch this? Because this is just the open door for this. But this is what I really want. So I'm going to constantly push this idea until I can open the door to what I truly, really want. That's chaos. And we're in chaos right now. Because God is no longer the foundation. But when you make an, alle an allegiance to something, you're committed to something, and it, it's, it has its basis in faith and trust. If I'm making an allegiance to the United States of America, I trust in what it means and, and, what, it, and, and what it stands for. If I'm making an allegiance to God, I trust God. I have my faith in God. I have my oneness in him. I believe in, 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 in everything that he says. If I'm making the allegiance to the United States, I have my hope in what the country could represent or what the country could really stand for. And that we're standing together in the same principle of oneness. So when I have my allegiance to God, I believe the same thing. I believe in everything that the word says, what it represents, what it says about me, what it says about my old me and my new me. I accept that and I live it out. And I'm willing to die for that. People have died for the country because they understood what it meant for. My father was in the military for 40 years. He was willing to die for the country because he knew what it represented and who he was fighting for. My father was also a man of God, more so. And he's willing to do the same thing. Same for me, same for you. We are willing to die for anything that we put our allegiance to. My allegiance first is to God. Then it's to my family. So I'm willing to die for those things because I know what it represents. But what happens when we truly commit ourselves to the Lord? What does the Lord do for us? What happens when we commit ourselves to the Lord with the same type of commitment that people have who are very patriotic? When people patriotic people defend the United States, they defend the flag, they defend their freedoms, they defend so many things because they believe it with all their heart. Us Christians, we defend our Lord and Savior. We defend righteous living. We defend morals. We defend uh, the, the foundation that you have that the Lord has laid out. We have so many things that are under attack. Maleness, being a man, is under attack. The family is under attack. Marriage is under attack. Righteous living is under attack. Education is under attack. Our children are under attack. The church 
It's under attack. Everything is changing and being compromised because we don't want to offend. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because a lot of people nowadays are wimps. But we can't compromise and change because culture is changing. Culture is supposed to change because people can't make up their minds. They're double-minded. Of course, they're going to be finicky and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But we have found something in the word that keeps us firm and keeps us rooted. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. If we are going to commit everything we do to the Lord, everything he has for us, the trajectory of our life, they're going to be established. There, There's going to be footprints that he wants us to step in. There's going to be a way in which we walk. There will be no confusion when we commit our work to the Lord. There are options. But there's not going to be confusion. There are going to be good things versus right things. We have to choose the right things. And even within the right things, God has given us freedom to do the right thing in, um, in multiple ways. And I, I thank God for variety. In that we have our 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 our, our freedom, um, our free will, to be able to choose. Okay, this is the right way in which you want me to go, Lord. So I'm going to choose this path, which is still leads to the right way. The right way is the Lord's way. It's Christ's way. When I say the the uh, multiple options, I'm not saying that there's multiple ways to God. No, there's one way. There's Jesus Christ. He is the way. But He has placed gifts and talents within us. To be able to go his way. And the different ways we can use as an example. I'm an educator. The different ways I can use education that point people towards Christ. I can do it in public school. I can do it in private school. I can make my own school. I could do it in Christian education. I can do blogs. I could do vlogs. I can do podcasts. I can go live on Facebook. I can write books pamphlets. There are different ways I can express education, different avenues, but everything, every way I express education leads to Christ. So if I commit all those things to the Lord, he is going to establish the plans he has for me and I'm going to live out my life the way he meant it to be laid out. Psalms 37 5 says, commit your way to the Lord, trust him and he will act. We trust so many different things, and a lot of these things don't work out for us. But if we commit our way to the Lord, doing things His way, and just living a righteous life, not trying to go for the next thing that pops out, trust Him that He's going to guide you in the right way. Don't be afraid of a little hard work or a little persecution. And He's going to act on your behalf. We will never, ever, ever go through what Jesus went through. Never, never. We were never going to go through what Jesus go through. have gone through. We might get a taste of it. But what he has dealt with, we will never deal with. And I thank God. But it doesn't mean that we're going to be free from things that's going to pull, that's going to try to pull us left or pull us right. So that's why we have to commit. We have to commit, make the decision 
to go the Lord's way. Make the decision. Have our feet firmly planted in the ground and go the Lord's way. Job 5 and 8 says, as for me, I would seek God and to do, sorry, as for me, I will seek God and to God would I commit my cause. That's powerful to me. And even before you commit your way, you got to seek God so you know the way to commit and your cause and your purpose. There is a seeking. There is a seeking of God. We're going to seek your way. Seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness and everything that you need is going to be added to you. Everything that you need in this life is going to be added. It's already there. There is a path that we are walking and along the way. He's going to shower us with these blessings of peace, blessings of joy, blessings of 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 um, finances, blessings of healings, internal and external, uh, all these things he's going to give us. Some things he's going to, the, the, the other thing he's going to give us is endurance because everything we're not always going to be healed of. We're not always going to be a millionaire. Some things we're just going to have to deal with either based upon our sin and that's the consequence of our sin that we have to deal with certain things for the rest of our life. Or there are there's the thorns in our flesh that we're going to have to deal with because it gives glory to God. But no matter what we have to deal with and endure with in this life, he will give us the strength to be able to endure it. So no matter what we are dealing with, the thing that he definitely is going to give us, because healing is not 100% guaranteed in this life, but it is guaranteed. What is guaranteed is endurance. That's guaranteed. He's definitely going to give us all we need to endure, to keep going, to persevere. Because boy, we're going to need perseverance right now. We are definitely going to need perseverance right now. Because it's difficult. And sometimes perseverance means you're there alone. Perseverance means rejection sometimes. But you always have God. Psalms 31.5 Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. When we said yes to Jesus Christ, we committed our spirit to him. And the Holy Spirit infused into our spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the endurance. He gives us the endurance. He gives us the hope. He gives us the stamp of the approval of, 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 of us being redeemed. Our man, the Holy Spirit, doesn't give the, give, it's just not given the credit that he deserves. He's the one who's living with us right now, teaching us the ways of Christ so our Father can be pleased by us. You have redeemed us, Father, and we thank you for your redemption. We are now in alignment with you because we said yes to you, and you are faithful to us. And since you are faithful to us, you are teaching us how to be faithful to you. 
You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're unchanging. You're, un you're immovable. You're a solid rock. We are the finicky ones. We are the ones that are never satisfied. We are the ones that are always seeking more but ending up with nothing. The more we seek for things, the more we end up with emptiness. Because we're trying to gain our life instead of lose it. So we commit and pledge our allegiance to God because in him, there's everything in him. There's everything. When we commit, we give. When we commit, we surrender. When we commit, we release. When we commit, we offer. When we commit, we pledge. We give a verbal declaration of our allegiance. 